Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome into the Pope Prep Coaches Show. As always, joined by Coach Brian Sneed. Welcome. Thanks, Kyle. And uh, Friday night, it was a tough ball game for you. It was one that was in the uh, region, not the division, uh, against a very good Chattanooga Christian football team. Talk a little bit about how that game played out for you. It was a close one there for a while. They kind of put the game away there in the second half. Talk a little bit about your performance. Yeah, and that was a, you know, it was tough and frustrating. That was a game that we thought, you know, especially at halftime with a, 20 to 13 lead that we could come out and maybe finish things off in the second half. Um, and we had opportunities to do that. We had several plays where we um, had opportunities to, to score in the second half and just, you know, didn't execute the way we needed to and just barely missed here or there. Um, defensively, I thought we played well the first half. Um, the second half, I think that they kind of figured some things out that, that we were doing and and, uh, you know, able to move the ball a little bit better on us. Um, you know, end up scoring two touchdowns and taking the lead. And, and offensively, you know, we were leaning on the run game. Um, they started putting more guys in the box, made it tougher on us to, to run. And, and like I said, we just we missed a couple plays in the passing game that, that could have kind of broken that game open for us. So, you know, it was, it was a tough one, um, especially with the season that we've had. We've had some tough games, and, and that was one that we, were, we thought we would – be able to get once we started the, off the way what we did, taking a, like I said, a 20 to 13 lead in the halftime, um, kick return for a touchdown to, to give us the lead back. We got an onside kick, um, got some points out of that, um, went down the field in a two-minute drill and, and got a field goal to kind of push it out to 20. Um, so in our, in our, you know, we blocked an extra point early on to keep that lead at seven, which was huge. Um, you know, I thought our special teams played well overall um, to be able to, Get, get those points and, and kind of keep us with some momentum in that first half. And we just weren't able to sustain it in the second half. And Chattanooga Christian did a good job of, of coming back and making some plays. There's no such thing as a healthy football player in late October. Uh, Elijah Robb gets banged up a week ago. Mm -hmm. You're not sure during the week if he's going to be able to go or not. But he goes. He has another great night. He's now seven yards away from being the all-time leading rusher, single-season leading rusher here at the school. Yeah. Talk about his uh, his performance, but more importantly, what the offensive line has helped do him and some of the blocking that they've been able to provide for him to get the yards that he's gotten this year. Yeah, so first, I mean, credit to our training staff. I mean, uh, Chris Curran and Jordan Shuck, um, both new athletic trainers sure. for us. Uh, I think they've done a great job all season of, of keeping our guys healthy um, as possible. Uh, what I really like about their style of is, is not they're not just treating symptoms. They're trying to make sure that they're mm -hmm. the guys are are going to get back to as close to 100% as possible. We're not just putting we're not just putting band-aids on stuff and get back out there and let's just hold together till the end of the season. They're really trying to make sure that they're rehabbing and prehabbing and doing all those things to to get our guys healthy. Um, and that was evident in this week in, in practice with Elijah. I thought they had a good plan to kind of work him back in. He had a light day on Tuesday, um, a little bit more reps on Wednesday, um, a, you know, a little bit modified Thursday than what we usually do with him. And then, he, you know, he felt good enough to go and, and have 100, I think, 77 yards um, and, and put himself towards the top of our all-time rushing list for a season. Um, 
And then, you know, obviously credit our offensive line for being able to allow him to have the season that, that he's been having. Um, those guys don't get a ton of credit. Um, what's exciting about that group is that all of them are going to be back next year. A mm -hmm. um, bunch of young guys up there. You got Carter Taylor at center, Drew, uh, who's a sophomore, Drew Price at guard is a junior, and Sam Spicer is a junior, Will Johnson is a junior, um, Jairus Jones has been working there at tackle, he's a sophomore. So, um, you know, and then our tight ends, um, <clears throat> Kyron Coleman and Xander Palmer have been doing a good job as sure. well. Um, Kyron being a sophomore, Xander being a junior. So, you know, up front, you know, that's been kind of the core of our team, and, and they're all young up there. Um, you know, our whole team really is young, mm -hmm. but when you have a, a guy who's been able to have the season rushing that Elijah's had, uh, you got to give those guys up front credit. Thomas Ajak has been coming in and out um, as a senior and kind of helping us when guys get banged up and, and kind of solidifying some, some big formations for us, being the extra lineman in there. So he's been doing a good job too. And um, But, yeah, so we, we need to keep relying on that group um, going into this next game, uh, region opponent, FRA, and then, and then into the playoffs. Well, and you went from being a defensive coordinator where – your sole focus during the game was calling defensive plays and things. And it certainly helps when you have guys like Philip Montgomery or Andrew Park over there who's working with offensive line, working with offense, allows you now to be a head coach and focus on other things, but you can rely. I always enjoy watching Coach Montgomery on the sideline working with kids because he's always teaching them, uh, always coaching them up and things like that. And so I think that's great you know, for you to have that support. And then we take it a step further. You talked about our training staff. I mean, uh, we've got collegiate background, came from a college university. We've got our, our uh, downstairs, our director of athletic performance, NFL guy for 20 years. So yeah. it's really awesome yeah. to have that support when kids come here to be able to tap into that experience. Yeah, so I think the, you know, everyone's kind of working well together. And um, it's not it's not one coach that's in charge of several different things. It's, uh, I think I think we have pieces in place and everyone's working together well. Um, you know, and we're trying to, to make sure that we're still pushing towards getting our guys better and, and, you know, hopefully that's showing up on Friday nights and we've talked about that with our team. And, you know, we're three and six right now. It's, uh, you know, if you look at record-wise, I mean, it's, it's one of the tougher records we've had over the last um, six, seven, eight years. Sure. Um, but I think part of that is just to how young that we are. Um, we've played a tough schedule. Um, we've had some tough breaks in there as well. And we talked about our virtue of the week uh, being steadfast. Um, being firm and unwavering in your convictions. And, um, you know, I really kind of – the message to the team was, you know, it's, it's bigger than – everyone talks about playing football is awesome because you're, you're doing something that's – being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Um, and being steadfast is bigger than just this one game coming up or this season that's finishing. It's really about this program that's going to last much longer than the players in the program or the coaches in it right now. It's a program that's going to be lasting for a long time. And so – how are you going to um, how are you going to be involved in that sure. program and, and, and push this program forward? And you know we want momentum going into playoffs. We want to give our our five seniors a, an awesome way to finish the year on, the, on their senior night and, and and maybe make a playoff run. Um, but also we want to move this program forward and uh, make sure that we have momentum going into the off season and momentum going into next year. And um, so. Sometimes, especially with a, a season where you're three and six, it's easy for players to kind of look forward to, oh, what am I going to do when I don't have football and uh, maybe play some church league basketball or hang out with my friends more and, um, and all that. And 
And I think our group has a good understanding of like let's let's not start looking past the, what we have in front of us right now, um, and let's make sure that we're we're staying steadfast in our convictions. We're we're, we're firm and unwavering in what we're trying to do and living and competing like Christ and choosing the shield, living by our four core values. Um, you know, our juniors they they have 12 guaranteed games left mm-hmm. in their high school career right now. Um, when I told them that the other day, all their eyes got big because mm-hmm. they're they're not even thinking about their senior season yet. But really, essentially, sure. they're, they're seniors right now. They got um, you know just a few games left, and I asked some of our seniors, um, you know, in our team meeting, like how fast did it go? And every year they all do the same thing. They snap their fingers, mm-hmm. and it, you you don't realize it until you're in that position. And we try to talk to these guys. Don't don't take any of it for granted. Well, let's talk about a guy that we both coached this year. Uh, my joke is, as the golf coach here, I coach the athletes, that's but right. uh, we well, do well, have an we athlete. Had to, we had to steal the athletes from you. Them. You did, um, and talk about Luke Latham, who had a 93-yard kick return for a touchdown on Friday night. Um, talk about the impact that he's had. And, you know, when you're at a smaller school, I think it's important, and this is important anywhere, for athletes to play multiple sports. You hear this from college coaches all the time, and you hear it in the professional. We want kids that, that have played multiple sports, not just focused on one sport. Uh, but Luke Latham is one that you, you came through. We say, hey, he, he talked to you all, and boom, he's now playing. Uh, if, we call, if we call golf a sport, it's a game maybe. But uh, talk about Luke on Friday night and what he's done this no, year. He did, he did a great job. And he stepped in, you know, first year in the program, um, has played lacrosse for a while and, and, and wanted to give football a shot. And, and we worked we worked him in. It wasn't it wasn't like he just came in and, and wowed everybody. I mean, he came in and and really started learning, uh, making sure that he was coachable and doing the things mm-hmm. that we were asking him to do. And um, you know, as, and some of the the end of I think the Brentwood scrimmage that we had, he got in and made some plays. And then the first couple of JV games, he was making some plays. And so we started throwing him in some varsity reps. And all of a sudden, he's a he's a starter for us at corner. Um, we realized he had a little bit of speed, so we put him back there at kick returner, and uh, we finally had one where we were able to put all the blocking together, and he's able to outrun a few guys through the end zone, which was a, a huge play in the game. They had just scored to tie it up. He takes one back 93 yards, and all of a sudden we're up again. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's done a great job. Um, coachable, you know, athletic, a guy that fits in well with our locker room. Um, there's... You know, you always are hesitant about bringing guys onto the team who haven't been with you from the from the start of mm-hmm. freshman year because you're not sure how that's going to affect the locker room chemistry. But, sure. Um, you know, it, it was a seamless transition for him and, and for our team, and he's been a, been a good asset for us. Excellent. Well, Nina Hadashell now is going to talk to Luke Latham, and then we're going to step over and look at some plays from Friday night. I'm with Luke Latham, our student athlete of the week. Last Friday, Luke had a 93-yard kickoff return for his first touchdown of the season. Luke, talk a little bit about that moment. Uh, yeah, it was pretty electric. You know, ran down the sideline, got in the end zone, celebrating with all my guys. It was, it was a great time, great time. And Luke, you didn't start off this season on the football team. You actually start off on the golf team. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, made the team. I was big Jave player. Uh, wanted to stay in shape. Saw, saw some good opportunities on the football team, so joined there, and it's worked out pretty well. What's been the toughest part of your transition? Um, definitely learning the plays. There's a lot of technique that goes into it, and building a good, good bond with my teammates, make sure we got our back. Okay, now it's time for the rapid-fire questions. Number one, what is your favorite college or professional football team? Uh, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Okay, what is your go-to meal after a big game? 
going to have to be some B-dubs. Okay, do you like the beach or the mountains better? Beach. What is the last show you binge? Uh, Trailer Park Boys. And what is your hype song on game day? Uh, Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill. Thanks a lot, Nana. And now we're going to go to Coach to break down some plays. Take it away, Coach. Uh, so this is uh, one of our plays uh, from the first uh, drive of the game uh, for our defense. Uh, we have third and four on the 27-yard uh, line. Um, so we do a good job here of seeing the blocks coming downhill, and Kyron Coleman ends up making a tackle in the backfield, setting up a four down. Um, I want to show you from the end zone shot here just kind of what we're looking at. Uh, we do a good job of angling up front, again, crossing faces, and then we see that gap open up right there for Kyron in the A-gap. He does a good job. We've been working all year about, you know, once you see it, go shoot it. So he goes down and shoots the gap right here, ends up making a nice tackle for a loss. Sets up a, a fourth and six, which we end up getting a stop uh, on that first drive of the game, uh, which, was, which was a big play for us. We talked about earlier special teams being a big play, um, uh, having big plays all game. This is Luke Latham's 93-yard touchdown return. We do a good job of kind of sealing blocks right here. Uh, we're trying to log these guys in, get a kick out right here, give a lane for Luke to run, and then he's able to just outrun uh, the coverage right there. This was a huge play. Chattanooga Christian had just scored to tie the game up, uh, and then Luke takes us back uh, for a touchdown and, uh, and gets us the lead back. And this play right here, so we end up going down uh, and scoring uh, a field goal at the, end of the, at the end of the first half to take a seven-point lead going into halftime. And this is the play that really set up our, our two-minute drive. Uh, we're in a, a trips formation, so three spread out receivers, receiver up top. Usually we have a tight end or two tight ends in the game. Um, they're expecting pass here for a two-minute drive. Uh, Coach Park calls a, a nice running play right here where we're going to pull both our, our backside guard and backside tackle right here. Um, and you'll see one of them gets up to the, the second level, so we're going to kick out. He gets up to the, to the safety, and Elijah has a nice 25-yard run to kind of get us in, in the Chattanooga Christian territory. And that really sets up our drive um, to be able to get some points before the half. So, again, you see uh, our guard right here, uh, Drew Price kicking out. Jarris Jones wraps up, is able to get on number 40, the safety, allows a, a, the running lane there for, for Elijah. So, Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop, and, um, you know, we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clawson Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment. It was very professional. Incredible. I feel like we've made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee 
Um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Welcome back. We are joined by Director of Campus Ministry and good friend Josh Strope. Um, Probably not something you're going to see a lot of other coaches shows to have a director of campus ministry. This is probably going to be the only one you're going to see that. Uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about your background. This is your third year here at Pope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm my third year here at Pope, uh, as Kyle said. Um, from Florida originally, um, you know, born and raised down there. Decided that uh, you know I wanted something a little different. Get out of the heat. Get out of all that craziness in Florida. Uh, and you know, God brought me here to Tennessee. Well, it's a big week here at Pope uh, because we're having Pope Week. Uh, for people not familiar with that, even for parents that are familiar familiar with that, tell us a little bit about Pope Week and what that uh, that entails. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously everything we do uh, here revolves around Pope, um, specifically Pope John Paul II, our namesake. And um, his, his feast day, the day that the Catholic Church remembers him, is October 22nd. Uh, and so what we try to do is we try to plan what is essentially like a homecoming week for our campus ministry department uh, around that feast day. Uh, and this year it was this past Sunday. So this week we've been spending trying to raise awareness uh, in our student body for who John Paul II was, why our students should care about him, uh, what his spirituality, uh, his faith life means in 2023 in Central Tennessee. So we've had a uh, middle school retreat day yesterday that went fairly well around around John Paul II and his uh, his spirituality. Uh, we're having uh, Jeopardy this afternoon for our students to learn a little bit more about John Paul II as well, or maybe to realize how much how much there is to learn still. Uh, and then Friday, you know, our big culmination of this week is that we get to have our, our shepherd, our bishop, Bishop Spaulding, uh, on campus to say Mass for us, uh, for some guests. Uh, you know, we're fully expecting to have close to a thousand people at that Mass to celebrate uh, what Pope means uh, and specifically uh, to celebrate with our local shepherd. And it's a big deal to have the bishop on campus that will be here for all school Mass. Also, we close with house games on Friday, uh, and the various houses here talk a little bit about the games, even though you don't run the games, but it's all part of the celebration for the week. Yeah, absolutely. So, so first and foremost, it is a big deal. Um, you know, Bishop Spaulding uh, really takes a, a direct interest in everything that goes on in his Catholic schools around the diocese, and to have him be here, not only in a, you know, popping his head into a classroom setting, but also... To, to lead us in prayer uh, really shows where his heart is and where his priority is, that he is our pastor, he's our shepherd, he's our leader, uh, and we get a chance to learn from him, from his example, uh, and from the time he takes from his busy schedule to be with us. Uh, and then, you know, not only getting a chance to uh, pray together, but have some fun as well. So uh, in the afternoon, we'll have some house games, we'll be competitive, we run our house system. It's, you know, it's directly like the Harry Potter house system, I guess, if you want to think about sure. it that way. Um, named after uh, popes throughout the history of the Catholic Church. Uh, and so we get, we get to be competitive. We get to, you know, air it out a little bit in the dodgeball court or, or playing cornhole or, or trivia or what have you to, to really kind of spark that competitive spirit. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, St. John Bosco said that when you're, when you're playing, you're not sinning. So we get a chance to get together. We get to get a chance to play, to have some fun, and, and really be a big, happy pope family. Awesome. Thank you to Josh Strope. When we come back, we're going to talk FRA this Friday night. Watch it. Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? 
Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Klaassen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Klaassen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you need to sell a home or buy a home, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Friday night senior night here talk a little bit about uh you're gonna have five seniors here of course one uh will not be here uh patrick collins who is in uh south america at the moment i think we've got students why this has been while this is being filmed watching his sister play on the u.s national team mm -hmm. for soccer which is really cool but talk about the seniors it's a small group this year uh and what they've kind of meant to the program uh, as we prepare for senior night yeah so i mean this group has uh, been put in uh you know, unique situation just being a small group and um, trying to lead a team that is coming out off of uh, a senior class that was, you know, talent-wise, one of the best senior classes that we've had come through this program. Um, you know, we graduated 21 seniors last year and uh, six or seven went and played, go on and play at Division One level and you got a few more play at some sure. smaller schools there as well. Um, and so now you're, you have this... This small senior class, which um, you know a lot of guys hadn't had a ton of experience. You had Elijah coming back, um, you know, at running back, but the rest of the guys mm -hmm. were really playing behind the the previous senior class, and so they're learning how to figure out how to lead this team. And you know, I think they've done a great job. And I've mentioned this several times, um, you know, over the course of the year. Like this, this team does a, a good job and has has improved our program as far as. Um, the mentality and learning how to practice and, and learning to do things that we're asking them to do. They still have a long way to go, um, but our practices are better than they've been in a long time. Guys want to get better. They want to continue playing. Um, the season has been a tough one for us. Like I said, being three and six, so it's easy to kind of pack it in and just kind of, is it basketball season yet? And, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. But these guys are still playing hard. They still think that they can improve. They still want to improve. They're still trying to, um, you know, make a run in the playoffs and, and and we're excited about the opportunity to do that we got a tough region opponent with fra on senior night um it's gonna be cool for a senior night because you have uh, you know both of those those seniors played under two head coaches and they're mm -hmm. both going to be there um for, for that senior night stuff and 
And I think that would be special for them. And talk a little bit about, so this is the first time, obviously, Coach Geis left here a couple of years ago, someone that you coached here under, coach defense coordinator and stuff. Um, how tough that is, uh, but what a cool moment it is also to be able to go head-to-head -head against your former person who, who's now at FRA. Yeah. Uh, but talk a little bit about what he meant to the program here uh, and now that he's gone. Well, I mean, you talk about turning the program around, and that's what he was able to do as a head coach. Um, you know, he's the one who kind of brought me back here as a defensive coordinator um, for that 2016 season. I remember having conversations about what his vision of the program was and, and kind of gave my thoughts on what, what my vision was, and we kind of synced up a lot on those things. And, uh, you know, it was fun to be able to, to kind of help him, you know, build that over the last six or seven years. And, you know, when he moved on to FRA and, and um, you know, it's – it's one of those things where you realize how much you learn from from that coach when when uh, when you start taking over and, and doing things and you do a lot of things similar and and then you tweak a few things that, that you want to change and do differently. But I said the biggest takeaway I took from Coach Geis was um, you know he, he he does things the right way as far as he he understands the the broader mission of stuff. Sure. Um, and you know obviously his his organization and discipline i think he brought a lot of that to our program and a lot of that that's still kind of instilled with, with in, in our program too so um but yeah i mean it's going to be fun it's i mean anybody who's competitive likes likes competing against friends and you know it's, it's going to be a, a fun game how much of it is a challenge when uh and, and it's the same you could ask them but for somebody that you know inside and out they know you inside and out mm -hmm. um when it comes to trying to call a game because you know your tendencies or is it just line up, go make plays? No, you have to you have to account for that a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I'm assuming all their calls are going to be pretty much the same as as ours, um, and so you have to maybe start huddling a little bit more because both of us do kind of check with me from the sideline, call plays at the line. Um, you know, you, you have to adjust for some of that stuff. Um, I'm sure they're talking to their their team about about here's some things that we see them do that we know that they do sure. because we were with them coaching with <laughs> yeah. it. And, yeah. um, you know, defensively, we're, we're running the same defense that we've been running the last several years. So they, they know, you know, all, all that stuff. And so, yeah, you have to, you have to account for that. Um, you have to be careful about trying to um, account for that stuff without changing your whole identity offensively sure. and defensively. Um, I think we have a good plan going into Friday night. Uh, I'm assuming that they will, too, to, to account for all that stuff. Not to get too far ahead, but playoffs right around the corner. Uh, our spot, no matter what happens Friday night, is pretty much set. Uh, going to West Tennessee, yep. uh, one way or the other, that's still up in the air. Uh, probably going to South Haven, Mississippi, which sounds odd, correct? Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what it's looking like right now. There's still a, a scenario out there where we could be playing in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go play the number two seed out of the West region. Uh, we're pretty much locked into the fourth seed uh, out of the middle region. So, you know, be a good opportunity for us. This is what we're – what we've talked about all year is, you know, once once the regular season is done, then, you know, it's a new season. Everyone sure. starts fresh. And there's teams every year that kind of that, – that make a run that maybe didn't – maybe that didn't have the, the stellar record in the regular season but figure some things out at the right time, and that's what we're looking forward to. We're going to step over and look at some plays now. All right, we're going to take a look at uh, FRA and, and their offense and defense. Here they're on the defensive side in the, in the Navy jerseys here. Uh, they're a 3-4 team. They usually play cover one or, or cover zero. 
so what that means in cover one, they'll have one deep high safety look and they'll be playing man-to-man -man coverage across. Uh, right here, they're in a cover zero look. Uh, you see this safety over the tight end right there. That's his man. We got another safety over the number two receiver that are cornered right here. So they're going to get a lot of guys in the box. They're going to stop the run first. They're, they're very aggressive. They do a good job of that. This is a formation, uh, similar formation to what we run. Um, you see we got, uh, they have five offensive linemen and tight ends. So there's six blockers for the running back. And they got five on the line plus two linebackers. So they're plus one in the box. That's what they're counting on. Um, they're going to try to make teams beat them in the passing game. And you can see they're doing a good job coming off the line. Linebackers are aggressive. Uh, so we got to make sure that we do a good job. Our offensive line uh, come off the ball, sustaining blocks, getting up to the second level, um, and, and making sure we can give Elijah some running room this week. Offensively, so this is, uh, again, FRAs and, and the Navy jerseys, this is the exact same formation. They run similar formations to what, to, to what we run, so we're, we're used to seeing this kind of stuff. Um, you know, they do a good job. They run a lot of gap schemes, so they'll, they'll have pulling linemen, they'll kick out blocks, have linemen wrapping up. Um, you know, they got a, a really good senior running back. I think their tight end does a great job. Their offensive line uh, is very good about uh, coming off the ball hard, sustaining blocks, and getting up to the second level. Um, here they like to pull the tackle. This is one of their favorite plays. Well, they'll pull this tight end and kick out the inmate on the line of scrimmage. The tackle will pull and wrap up to the linebacker, and then they'll hand the ball off up inside to the running back. He does a good job of, of getting downhill, finding some room to run, um, and he, he runs the ball hard. So we're going to have to have all 11 guys to the, to, the, to the ball, make sure we're wrapping up, running our feet, and, and not giving up big plays. Excellent, Coach. Friday night, 7 o'clock, be here. Come support these seniors for the final home game for the season. Coach, good luck. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.